Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us each and every Friday. Well, Catherine, I can tell you I'm super excited about today's guest. Um, Tell us more. It is our newest staff member on the legislative and political organizing team, Tyler Outlaw. Um, Tyler came from with, came to us from Norman Public Schools. So, Tyler, just tell us a little bit about yourself as an educator. Sure. Um, I came to education kind of late. I started. Um, I went back to school at 25. Started in the classroom at 27. Um, I was a eighth grade American history teacher at Alcott Middle School in Norman for five and a half years. Um, really, really loved the classroom. It was going to take an opportunity kind of of this magnitude to take me away from my kids. And when this job came open, I, I thought, you know, I've, I've got to try. Um, if worst case scenario, I don't get it. I get to continue with my uh, my classroom with my kids and be very happy. Um, Somehow, I, I ended up here, got the job, and, and very excited to be here and, and have this opportunity to, to learn something new and continue to advocate for, for students and teachers across the state. So middle school was your jam. Yes. Loved it? I, um, actually, I went, to, it? I, I, went to, I went to school and was certain I was going to be a high school teacher. I wanted to teach high school government. I think having the opportunity to teach government to 18-year-old kids who are about to go out and be a part of it is you know one of the cooler jobs you can have. The university made me do a middle school placement uh, my last semester observing, and I ended up in a seventh grade geography classroom. I was kind of dreading it to begin with, and you know within two or three weeks, I figured out the middle schoolers were kind of my people. They're they're still curious. They're no day is the same. Um, and you know I ended up in eighth grade, and I found out that eighth graders are my people. They're they're rebellious. They'll, they'll say whatever <laughs> they'll say whatever's on their mind and uh, really really enjoyed the middle school setting. So yeah, middle school is definitely cool. my place. So what's it like being moving from the classroom to the capital? So my 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 new job's a lot different. Hey, than remember my old. you taught middle school? Yes, <laughs> now you're at the capital. Absolutely. So okay. so the, maybe maybe it's not that different, mm-hmm. but to me it seems it's it's a lot different than my old job, just in terms of the day to day. It's really cool kind of, I used to teach the process and kind of being a part of the process and seeing the process play out um, has been a really eye-opening experience. And obviously I miss my students. Um, And I don't don't think, I don't think that's gonna go away anytime soon. But anytime I'm, I'm thinking that after a, after a difficult day at the Capitol, um, I, I know that what I'm doing here is, is making as big a difference, if not a, a bigger difference in those kids' lives. And so, it's been great. It's 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 a difficult transition, but a, a very very uh, fortunate to have the opportunity. So, do things happen exactly how you teach them to uh, your students? How the process is supposed to work? Does it happen that way? No, I think there's some things that sneak up on you sometimes. <laughs> you come to work uh, one day and think it's going to be a quiet day, and you sit in your office from maybe nine to ten, catch up on emails, and then by ten o'clock, there's a full blown meltdown that's occurring next door that you have to go. Uh, try to deal with. And yeah. I think it's a lot like school yeah. in that way, where yeah. you have a, a, a perfect lesson plan, something, maybe you have an observation that day and you've, yeah. you've worked for weeks to make the perfect lesson plan. And it becomes pretty clear after fourth hour that it's not gonna, it's not gonna yeah. work out that way. And we just, you, you do the best with what you have and, and you adjust and, and you try to do a good job. 
Awesome. So, well, what happened this week at the Capitol? Absolutely. So um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty quiet over there since we had our floor deadline um, two weeks ago. Uh, committees haven't been meeting as much, especially last week. We had more committee meetings this week. Uh, Tuesday morning, we had Senate Education Committee meeting. Um, and then we also at the same time or just shortly thereafter had a House Common Education Committee meeting. Um, that day, we had a couple of bills that, I, that, I, that I'd love to talk about. Um, in Senate Education, uh, community schools bill came up. Uh, Senator Pemberton um, did a masterful job talking about the bill on, on the, on, in committee. Uh, he got lots of questions about it, some really great questions, some questions that I think were a little out of left field, but he handled himself with poise. And it's clear to me that um, he's been in these schools. He knows what they look like. He knows what kind of services they provide to our students. And anyone listening to this knows that um, public school kids, they there are all kinds of them. They come with us. They come to us with all sorts of of needs. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Pemberton did a great job talking about we can't educate them well. We can't educate them effectively if we're not treating the whole kid. And right. teachers know that we talk about that all the time. If they're hungry, if they have something going on at, at home, if if there's something going on outside of our walls. Um, it's difficult to get them to engage with with our content if their if their needs aren't being met, and so I think this community school model that um, that Senator Pemberton is is talking about and clearly is knowledgeable about is something I'm really excited for. Um, obviously, I'm outside of the classroom now, and I, I miss that. But if if community schools are the way we're going. Uh, it's going to be a great thing yeah. for Oklahoma public education. I still go back to Senator Young's debate on the voucher bill. We don't want to leave. We want to build where we are. We want to take care of our families and and do the right thing. There's a lot of stuff that comes in kids' backpacks besides their books and their lunch. We just don't see it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. that, that speech that Senator Young gave, you know, I watched it in the middle of the night and almost brought me to tears and then uh, one of our colleagues here made a video yeah. of it, just bawling. It was yeah. it was great, and that's that's what this community school bill will do. It's gonna we're already doing these things. Yeah. It's yeah. just gonna make it easier, and it's we're gonna we're gonna meet kids more effectively, more efficiently where they are for all of their needs, as opposed to just their educational needs. So I'm very excited of that bill. One of the things uh, during that debate, he you know people question. What does a community school look like, or what you know? What is what are the purpose? And I I think it was in his closing, Senator Pemberton's closing remark. He he said, school or community schools are love. They represent love. Yeah. And I just I wrote it down because I just thought we all have to be reminded yeah. of and that. I always like to say, if you've seen one community school, you've seen one community school. They should look different mm -hmm. so because they should represent their community yeah. and the needs of their community. Absolutely. And I think that's a big I think that's a big selling point for this bill and this model is that the first thing you do when you are trying to build a community school is you want to get feedback from the parents, from the students, yeah. from the yeah. community at large. What do you need? What can we provide yeah. to make this a better service for our kids, but for our community as a whole? And I'd, I'd also like to say that what better person to talk about this than a former yeah. high school principal yeah. who knows what it's like? Mm -hmm. And I think if we had if we had more high school principals and more you know middle school teachers in the process, this would be 
we wouldn't be talking about community schools like, oh, what a great idea. We're going to get something great past mm -hmm. it. There'll be more things like this. And right. so I think that's I think that's something to to celebrate and try and and try and make happen more often in the future. Absolutely. So any other bills that you were you know, watched come through? Sure. Um, so on the House side, no, on the Senate side, sorry, uh, House Bill 3658, which is by Representative Sterling and Pemberton also is carrying this bill on the Senate side. Um, it gets rid of the OGET requirement for teachers. and Which is the general knowledge test that everybody has to take. Absolutely. And I think the argument is, you know, we're professionals. We all took our ACT or SAT to get into college. We obviously possess a baseline general knowledge of, of lots of topics. And so maybe this test is redundant. It's going to save prospective teachers money. It's going to save them time. It's going to let them focus on maybe their OSAT, which is your uh, subject area yeah. test, or the OPTI. Or I think or it's PPAT. PPAT now. PPAT. And the, yeah. I, I took the OPTI. so many acronyms. They're yeah, so cool. We do. <laughs> I took the OPTI, and that was the most difficult one for me because yeah. that's the one where on the OSAT, I know the answer. Like, yeah. either I do or I don't. The OPTI, that one's tough. Your theory and your pedagogy. Sure. And, yeah. So if you, if you have more time to prepare for those, it's going to make it easier for teachers, and that's what we need. We need more teachers. And yeah. anything that... Um, is leading to that end, I think, is something we yeah. should be celebrating and cheering on from the, the sidelines. The really exciting piece on that bill is the this used to be um, the assessment that the College of Eds would give to be admitted to the College of Eds. And even our College of Eds are saying, yeah, we're good not to have it. And mm -hmm. so this is not just a one-sided push. It is universal, whether you're going through the College of Ed or the alternative route. Um, that if we can take one less test off a teacher's plate, let's do it. Absolutely. And then kind of in that vein as well, um, we have House Bill 3564 by uh, Representative McBride. And that's the uh, Oklahoma Future Teacher Scholarship and Employ Employment Program. I'm thrilled about that. I think um, this would give... Uh, college students a scholarship their four years while they're in college and then provide incentives for them their first five years because the problem is we have teachers who who are teaching you know two three maybe four years and then go into something else because mm -hmm. we all know the job is tough it's tough yeah it's hard and so anything we can be doing to kind of incentivize whether yeah. it's getting rid of a, a redundant test or providing a little more scholarship or incentive pay to keep teachers in the classroom ultimately teachers are going to benefit but at the end of the day students are going to benefit yeah. from having their teachers there year after year after year i mean and representative mcbride's bill is not the it's not going to be the panacea it's not going to be the fix-all but it's one piece mm -hmm. and we need to be looking for those pieces mm -hmm. would you agree absolutely it, just I like kind of sounded like I was debating on the house floor. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. I would agree. I think I think anything we can do, um, yeah, a scholarship of fifty five hundred dollars over four years, yeah. that's not a lot, but it's more than you and I yeah. had while we were going through yeah. our uh, teacher prep uh, courses, and so that's good. And then the incentive pay, that's a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A first year teacher, when I first started out, my paycheck was not as high as I would like to be. And this Is there be a different. mentoring component of that bill too within this first five years? or I don't think so, okay. but I, I think, I hope at least, yeah. and I, I, I'm coming from Norman and we have a pretty strong mentor program. I'm hoping that everyone is going in that direction yeah. because, I mean, being in the classroom, you know how difficult, even great teachers good teachers, fantastic teachers have days that are are tough yeah. and they need somebody 
to talk to about. And having that mentor there who's been there before, who's gone through these things, and maybe they haven't gone through the exact struggle that you're having, but they've seen people go through that struggle or they have wisdom to help you get through that struggle, I think is, is, is a big part of this too. Like you said, anything that we can do to make it easier for teachers on their day-to-day -day jobs to keep them here so that our students benefit is, is worth exploring. Yeah. So Representative McBrides-Bill, one more time on that one. It, it is Oklahoma students, high school students going to Oklahoma uh, College of Eds, staying in Oklahoma to teach. I'm hearing a pattern here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's it has that re recruitment piece and that retention piece with it. Absolutely. And getting Oklahoma kids um, interested in being a teacher here, like, I don't know everyone's experience being a teacher, but I'm a teacher today because I had a fantastic geography teacher when yeah. I was in 10th mm -hmm. grade. And, you know, I, I never even thought to myself, this is going to be a career path that I wanted to follow until I had that teacher and then went back to her senior year because I loved her her pedagogy, her style, her the way she engaged with her students, the way she cared about us, the way she opened the world for me. The world got bigger in my yeah. in her class. So that's that's something that if we can inspire kids Absolutely. to get into this, that's that's the game. That's that's what we're going for. Awesome. So what do you think of next week? What's it look like? So like I said, the last couple of weeks have been relatively quiet, especially last week. Um, next week is a uh, deadline. Bills have to get out of committee next week. Uh, it's going to be hectic. It's going to be very, very busy. Any bill that wants to get through the process this year that hasn't been heard in the committee of the opposite chamber has to do so in the next seven days. And are the do the committees meet that one like let's say common ed? Does common ed meet Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Or how many times they meet? Absolutely. That's a great question. So they meet once a week. Ooh, they said one day. Right. And so they had three weeks to get bills through Common Ed this this part of the session, right? right? The first week they didn't meet because they didn't have bills right. assigned to committees. Right. So then you have two weeks. This week they met and they, they had a pretty long agenda. I think it was 10, maybe 12 bills. And they got through most of them. A few were laid over. This is the last week. And mm -hmm. they're going to meet one day probably Tuesday, probably at 1030. Mm -hmm. And if they have eight bills, they'll be out of there in an hour. If they have 20 bills, they'll be out of there in three hours. And yeah. if it's more than that, it could be a it could be a very long day for committee yeah. members. So well, rest up this weekend. And thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate I it. I very much appreciate the opportunity. And Catherine, we are joined today by the Appropriations and Budget Education Chair, um, Representative Mark McBride. Welcome. It is so glad to be here. Well, we are yes. happy to have you. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And how long? So what is just for our audience? What is the role of the A&B Education Chair? So all the all the things to do with, to do with the uh, appropriation on education, higher ed, career tech. I think I got 14 different agencies under my committee wow. so so i put together you know kind of the house's position then i meet with my senate counterpart we hash things out and then it goes to uh the appro full appropriation chairs and so, so these are bills that cost money that you have to hear right yeah, yeah like not pocket change millions yeah. of dollars most yeah. of them yeah so do they bring requests to you to hear the bill or you get to decide which ones you want to hear? I pretty much, you know, like this year I had 30 bills, house bills in my committee. Uh, I heard, I think nine or 10. Um, 
some of them. Sometimes I hear don't hear things just because I know they're not going to get go through. Right. And uh, sometimes you know my bills are better than everybody else, so I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, I always hear that that a house bills are better than the Senate. Bills. I just I kind of hear. That well, you sometimes. know, I only had I only had uh, two Senate bills in. Uh, yeah, two Senate bills came over that were in my committee. I only heard one of them. Okay. So so it was kind of strange. Uh, you know, we're definitely closer to the people. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing everybody always says, but that is a fact. You know, uh, I've got less constituents, and uh, I think most people will tell you that, that they can warm up to us a little I mean, if you can't tell I'm pretty country right now, (laughs) then, uh, yeah, we, we, everybody's my friend until you do something otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. The great thing is representative, you always have an open door. It doesn't matter. And you can always walk in and have a conversation. And that's the way I like it. You know, I'm not always going to agree with everybody. Uh, there were a couple of bills that I didn't hear this year that I, I, Asked the uh, l- the author of the bill. I said, "Let me help you get some funding. I don't really want to put this in statute." Mm. And we did that. Okay, you know there are those kind of things. You know, work through things. You know, I've been at odds with OEA in mm. the past, and uh, uh, but my end goal was what you wanted, and right. we got it done. I right. just was wanting to do it a different way. Now that that's been several years ago, but. Uh, yeah. So when you think of, you know, now as the chair of the education appropriations, you know, education is kind of a hot button issue, even though we see it as kind of nonpartisan. You know, how do you feel about working on education issues? Well, so my goal, and and you can look back at, you know, my past history, my goal was be to be the chairman of energy and environment. And that was my next step. I was fixing to get appointed to that, but dealing through working with some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle and others during the, uh, you know, the teacher walkout mm-hmm. times. And before that I saw there needed to be probably somebody more practical, more willing to work with education. And, um, uh, I just asked the speaker, I said, I think I'm that guy, you know, and, and, uh, so, so I stepped into the role of educational approach chairs. It's been quite a quite an interesting deal. I think that that uh, with with Speaker McCall and and some of my other colleagues, we've we've turned education around. I think when I first came in, education was something that that the legislature just wanted to beat up on, mm-hmm. and uh, it seemed like it was always an afterthought. Yes. Yes, it, it was. And and me, I'm for fixing a problem, not dismantling mm-hmm. something. And, and I feel like that's back then and maybe even a little bit today, you know, it's more about just let's dismantle it and try something new yeah. instead of work through some stuff and try to fix what we have. So one of the problems you were looking at fixing with House Bill 3364 is the teacher shortage. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that bill and... So I had talked to my superintendent, Dr. Romines, after um, session last year, and I asked him, 
you know, we're going into a new year. I always try to get some ideas and work through them through the interim. Do you need more money? And he said, Mark, I don't, I don't really need any more money. He said, I need teachers. Mm-hmm. I need teachers. I need teachers to feel respected. And, and I'd like to retra- retain some of the ones retiring. So I really kind of had a three pronged approach. I had the, uh, National Board Certified mm-hmm. Teacher with with Representative Hassenbach. Then I had a stipend. Mm-hmm. I did. I knew I couldn't get a raise, but I wanted to do a thousand dollar stipend for teachers. And then I had this. This this was my biggest deal. This scholarship because I thought you know for not that much money we can we can fill this void in in education. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that that. OEA and everybody we need to stop doing is stop uh, talking bad about education. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of my granddaughters said her teachers told her don't ever go into the ed- t- the teaching profession. Well, don't tell kids that. Right. You know. Thank you. But uh, so I thought, you know, f- for not so much money, we could we could do a scholarship deal. We give hundreds of million dollars to people wanting to come into the state and bring an industry or business right. into the state. Well, what, what good are we without teachers exactly. to teach our students? Right. I mean, th- that's the biggest commodity that we yeah. have, the biggest and best commodity that we have. So I kind of came up with the idea and I started working through it. Then I met with the regents of higher ed, um, and we hammered it out over, I don't know, three or four meetings till we came up with what it is. Mm-hmm. And so basically what it is, it's um, you got a young person graduating from high school. We're going to give you a $1,000 scholarship each year for three years. Then your fourth year, we're going to give you a $2,500 scholarship. And then if you sign a contract to teach in Oklahoma, you got to teach in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. for the next five years, we're going to give you $4,000 a year to teach. Now you've got to leave that school with, you know, on good terms, new contract and things like that. And, you know, I've been asked about, uh, what about the clawback? Well, the only clawback on that would be really on the going to college and changing your, uh, do, what you want to get yeah. your degree in, you know, we're talking between one and and five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, there's acceptable risk to any business. So, mm-hmm. yeah. if I don't. Last two years haven't taught us anything that things happen, and yeah. you may have to stop school. You may have to change your pathway, but it, there shouldn't be negative impact because you have to do no, that. No, no, I, I I've had that question. Very few people have asked me, but I'm not willing to. And and that was some of the conversation we had in the beginning on when mm-hmm. we were working through it. Now, that's why we didn't do twenty five thousand up front, mm. right? Know. So it's per year. Yeah, and then you've got you know it's gonna it's an eight or ten year program, you know, mm-hmm. to to get all your money back. I mean, it may not be enough to pay your books and things like that, but you can go get another scholarship. Absolutely. You, know. you may not have to work a second job while you're going to school. Right. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, the Teacher Shortage Task Force, um, in the past five years, we did this big whammy survey. And what we found was 
teachers left the profession within the first five year because of because of pay. So looking at that incentive pay, those first five years will hopefully retain our our teachers in the classroom as well and attract them to go in there. Right. So that's great. Yeah, it was it's and and I'm excited the Senate's all on board, it seems like. Yeah. And, and uh So uh, where's it at now? So it passed out of Senate Ed this mm-hmm. week. So we're really excited. We've been kind of pushing this bill all mm-hmm. along, knowing the impact that it will have on our teachers, future teachers, you know, and we and need more people. It's like uh, the total is 40 million. We're going to do 17.3 or five this year mm-hmm. for the first year. And, and so I got an agreement from uh, Pemberton, my counterpart, mm-hmm. that as long as we're in, we're going to keep funding this. And it's like 1250 we can do 1,200 scholarships, wow. something like that. That's so. great. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. We were at the um, – we got to give the teacher of the game at the OU softball game the other day, and <laughs> I immediately asked the players, okay, who's going into education? I want to know who's my education major. And there was like three or four of them, but I was talking with uh, Coach Gasso, and she goes, I want so many of my girls to go into education – I can't convince them to step, go into education because of the pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I, I forgot. To, so this replaces a scholarship that was for teachers going into science, science and math. Science and math, yeah. This opens it up to anybody yep. going into education. And back to what you said, hopefully in the next five years, we can do another pay increase. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just one piece of the puzzle that we need to, we, yeah. there's multiple ways that we need to be. And whether on you, this di- issue. you know, we're all going to disagree with certain people, but, and the way things are done. But as far as my opinion is, the state is heading in the right direction. And, uh, um, well, I don't want to get too political here. So I'll just say we're <laughs> heading in the right direction. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're making gains. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you're also the co-founder of Shelter Oklahoma Schools and have raised more than $2 million for storm shelters in our Oklahoma schools. What more can, or why is this issue so important to you personally? I did not know this about you. Oh, you did? I did not. So it was a deal that John Eccles and I, John, John Eccles and uh, John Hunt, his wife's Holly Hunt with OU. Oh, yeah. Okay. So actually, the three of us started that after the 2013 tornado. Oh, yeah. You know, my district was, I think we lost 12 or 1,400 homes, one school. Well, no, more than one school, but we had plaza towers yeah. where the kids were killed. Yeah. So we saw, you know, a need for shelters. Mm-hmm. So we started this, and, and we really kind of had the idea and John and I were going to, it was myself, John, and Richard Morissette were going to Moore to a press conference that they were having right after the storm. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I had heard Apache, uh, the oil company, mm-hmm. was, was willing to help out. And I had their number to call, and I called whoever the CEO or what, whatever at the time. I called him on the way to this meeting, and he said, "I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you five hundred thousand, and we'll match another five hundred thousand." Wow. Mm. wow! 
So, I mean, and we had 250000 from some car dealers, you know, five and $6,000, you know, just everybody mm-hmm. pitched in. And it was, you know, deals like that are really exciting to do, but it's like anything. It's got a shelf life and you mm-hmm. got to do it where you got it. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot in six months, you know, two and yeah. a half million. Um, I forget. I think we put shelters in, in, uh, I don't know, 22, 25 schools. Wow. Well, now we part, we gave 500,000 to more mm-hmm. for a shelter, for shelters. And then the rest we split out at 100,000. We did a, a federal match with FEMA on shelters. Oh, yeah. So we did, well, I remember one at Fairview, one at Orienta, some small schools mm-hmm. around, but uh, it was really fun. I mean, it was meeting with people and trying to, Raise some dollars. But you really raised the issue of our schools. And, you know, I think back to, I just chuckled to myself, um, doing tornado drills and we're in the hallway, but we got a book on our head. So we should be, we should be good to go. But (laughs) in, and I think it also helped schools start looking at their bonds and, Mm. and whether they were retrofitting their buildings with safe rooms or whatever, but it really put an emphasis on the safety and well-being of our, of everybody in our schools. I think most schools that are being built now are adding on, they're all putting in in shelters, which, you know, here, it's not like when we were young going to school. I mean, yeah. it was a long ways to Norman from here back yeah, then. Yeah, it took a day yeah. to get there. And nowadays, yeah. nowadays those fields that were open, yeah. well, you know, golly, when I was a kid where the, that tornado went through, that was all cow pastures, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now session, we have deadline week next week, and it's, you know, I feel like we're kind of going down the hill, right? Like uh-huh. kind of any thoughts that you have as session – starts closing anything you're watching for or looking for no i've you know it's a year that i really don't have any my focus has been on this bill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've got some bills with senator david on hydrogen if anybody knows you know i was in germany we we i was on the hydrogen task force Mm -hmm. um very interesting you know uh, deal or we're partnering with Arkansas and Louisiana to become a hydrogen hub. Oh, so that'll, that'll be a big thing for the state. Uh, but, uh, other than that, I just, I, I'm just, uh, so you think we'll get out early? You think it'll go the end of May? I would love to get yeah. out. <laughs> I've got some things. I've actually got some things I'd like to do this interim. I didn't, well, we haven't been able to do anything yeah, for the capital's years. Been, right. Yeah. Been COVID and all that. Their construction so, and so I, I'd like to take off and do a do a few things this year. Yeah. If I don't have an opponent. It is election yeah. time. I'm yeah. not the yeah. house, you guys are just in a perpetual campaigning yeah. mode anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's a constant. Well, we appreciate you spending your Friday with us. Oh, anytime. You know me. Let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. Um, Ellen, I know we said last week that we had our last civication dinner scheduled. However, we have one more that's on the schedule. We may have more, don't know, but one more civication dinner that's going to be in Idabel, Oklahoma, way down in the Southeast. 
um, April 14th. And we had it scheduled in January. And so we had a lot of people that had RSVP that they were coming. But if you did that, we need you to RSVP again. That way we can just make sure we have our count right. So go to okea.org slash civication and um, get look, um, logged in, hooked up, registered, do all the good stuff. Our dinners just have been amazing. Amazing. Great I food, just, great conversation. Yeah. I they have every single one has exceeded yeah. my expectations. And, you know, they really get to see that our legislators are community members that just want to come in and sit down and talk mm-hmm. and and listen. And a, and a lot of that has been happening. So yeah. they've been great. And then just as a reminder, we're having our first annual, first annual ever um, special conference for education support professionals, our ESPs, on April the 23rd. This is your day to come together to OEA headquarters. We're going to meet and um, provide some professional learning, how as uh, the uniqueness around our ESPs and how we can help them grow their local association and provide them with the supports that they need. So if you're interested in doing that, you can log on to okea.org slash 2022 ESP conference. It's a big, long one. And it's free, right? It's free. And we're going to provide lunch. We like to call it a drive in and drive out. It'll start at 10 o'clock, be done around two o'clock. And it will just be, it's jam packed and it's going to be a great day um, learning. And even though this is Way on down the line, I wanted to let people know that OEA is going to have a night at the Dodgers game. So fun. June the 10th. And uh, tickets are $15. Very reasonable. And uh, log on. It's in the edge. You can uh, log on and get tickets there. Um, You know, Roy and I have a season ticket. Well, a season ticket package. And our grandsons and... um, daughter and son-in-law it's kind of our our night at the dodgers game and this is a friday night and so there's always fireworks friday oh. night and it's super cool do you guys do you guys go to any of the dodger games we, we do like it's one of those things i love i'm not like a huge baseball fan yeah. but there's something about being in a baseball game and you know getting a hot dog and yeah. just it's beautiful outside and we get a we get a hat with this oh one, yeah we get a which hat is a huge win and you might get one of those t-shirts if it comes out yes. of the cannon and you know you get it or something like that. And my so. kids always think yeah. you're going to oh, catch a fly mm-hmm. ball and we've never, mm-hmm. ever caught a fly ball. Yep. But, the, but the idea of it is so exciting. Yeah. And it's just a great time to bring your family, come and, and be together with us. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I definitely know that we will be there. So we want to thank... Uh, Representative Mark McBride and Tyler Outlaw for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.